You've survived the worst. Trauma, loss, rejection. The reality is, your pain can be a crutch, or it can be the thing that launches you. You're listening to the Purpose Through Pain podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you experience true freedom and breakthrough. Tune in each week as guests share their incredible life lessons from their personal stories and hear from experts who can give you the tools you need to stop surviving and start thriving. Here to help you find purpose through your pain is your host, Joseph James. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Purpose Through Pain Podcast. I am your host, Joseph James. Today, I want to talk to you about controlling ourselves. I want to give you a really big a story or example that I went through many years ago as a, as a young child that I did not even realize what was happening until uh, roughly about just a, a few months ago. And it was a game changer for my life. When I grew up, I grew up in a very toxic environment. Uh, not that I didn't have good times as uh, you know, in my family or that we didn't have you know, a, a good relationship. We actually grew up with a very great relationship with uh, my brothers and sisters and as well as my mom. And we didn't have the greatest relationship with my dad, but my dad definitely provided for us. My dad definitely made sure that we had clothes on our back and, and all the, the normal resources that we needed for life. But my dad was very, as a very strong disciplinarian. He uh, abuse, was abusive to my mom, abusive to uh, myself, my brother, my two sisters. We grew up in a church family. We grew up in a faith-based family. We were in church all the time. Lord knows, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Friday night prayer, Saturday night uh, worship, you know, Wednesday night service. If it was a, if the doors were open and we were there, so we grew up in that atmosphere. Even though our home atmosphere was a tad bit different, we grew up loving God. We grew up reading the Bible. We grew up praying. You know, we were involved very heavily in our church, and so I we used to listen to a lot of worship music in our house. For my parents, it was a lot of old gospel music and things like that. And then eventually. Other music came around, which was more contemporary worship. And so what I would do is anytime our environment at home changed, I would go and put on worship music. And what I mean by that is when dad would be arguing with mom or we would be fighting and arguing and we're all in trouble, dad would normally leave and he'd go kind of cool off for a couple hours and then he'd come back or, you know, maybe it was just a day that mom was getting on to us about not doing our chores. And, you know, there's a lot of arguing and yelling and screaming, going back and forth and things like that. But I would play worship music in the house. And eventually what I noticed very quickly of a few times doing that, that the atmosphere always changed. And so I actually have a saying that says, we have the ability to create the atmosphere in which we want to live. And so I begin to do that. And what I didn't know is until years later that I would create this atmosphere that I wanted to be. I wanted a peace. I wanted a peaceful um, atmosphere. I wanted a peaceful environment. I was tired of the arguing and yelling and bickering and fighting and just the toxicity that was going on. And so, as I begin, as I grew up, I always wanted to change the atmosphere. Now, there's a difference between, and like I said earlier, we all have the ability to be able to create the atmosphere in which we want to live. And the way I always tell people is, go into a doctor's office. Everybody's nice and quiet. Most people will kind of have a sad face on them or very just mellow look. And just make a joke. Do something to make people smile. And you'll watch the atmosphere change, okay? Now it can change for the good or you can be one of those people that are acting like they're talking on the phone and, and talking loud 
and everybody starts to get fidgety because everybody's be, being un, everybody's becoming uncomfortable. We have that ability to be able to do that. But when we're doing those things for the positive, that's one thing. But when we're doing it because we are changing the atmosphere because we don't like what's already there, we have to be extremely careful that we are not manipulating the situation. And that's what I find my that's what I found myself doing over years is I became a manipulative individual in terms of when I was in an area that I didn't like, in an atmosphere I didn't like, I wanted people to see it my way. I did not, not everything was like this. Um, I didn't go around acting like this all the time. It was only in certain situations and really is in situations that things felt toxic. Things felt like there was a lot of turmoil going on. And I, of course, didn't like it, but what did I ultimately do? I learned as a kid to manipulate it or to create the atmosphere by what I did was put on the worship music. So I tried to change it, okay? And so I learned that we have the ability to be able to create or change our atmosphere. Now, as I got older and of course, you know, was married for almost 14 years, my wife passed away. And then I, a year, year and a half, a little over a year and a half, almost two years later, I began to date and I noticed that I was always trying to control situations. And the way I was trying to control them was this right here. If something didn't go right, if something felt toxic, if something felt bad, if something felt out of the ordinary, then I would try to fix it. See, I had a, my mom was a nurse or I was, you know, at a point in time in my life in the medical field uh, involving in sports medicine and working with other doctors, exercise physiology and human performance. So I was in the business, so to say, of fixing people. Okay, an athlete comes off the field with an injury, what do they come to me for? To help get, get it fixed. Okay. I work with doctors because somebody came in with an injury or, or an ailment, and ultimately what are we doing? We're fixing. So when I was in an environment that I could not fix, I became very uncomfortable. Case in point, when my mom was in the hospital before she passed away, I did not like staying over because I had no ability to be able to fix things. It was everybody else that was in charge, the nurses, the doctors, the different teams. Okay. Same thing when my wife was battling her, uh, battling cancer is I, I had no ability to be able to fix it. Uh, all I could do is study about cancer and get the best nutrition for her and do research and find the best doctors, make sure she's, you know, staying up to date on her treatment and things like that. So that's things that I would, that I would do because I had the ability to fix it, so to say. Okay. Or what I thought anyways. And so I continued that throughout my life. I continued that, you know, into well into my, my adulthood and things like that. And so that became a pattern for me. When I started to deal with trauma in my life from realizing the amount of rejection and abandonment and seeking approval that I was going through, and even the, the passing of my dad and my wife all in the same month, is I would try to, um, I was self-driven because I could fix it. And so when I got into this relationship, when I started dating somebody, anytime that we uh, didn't see eye to eye or um, for this individual, you know, she was going through some things in her life at the time and I'm like, well, I can help. Tell me about what's going on. You dealt with past trauma? Well, I can help. I've done this too before. And ultimately, I was trying to fix the situation. And it became 
where I was creating toxicity within the, the relationship or within the situation because if it was something between us, it was something between her and somebody else, whether it was job-related, family-related, personal-related, is I could fix it. Tell me. I can, I can coach you along the way. And so it became to the point that it was driving a wedge between us. And so I was talking to somebody one day, and ultimately what I did not realize, and, I, and I'm telling you, I, you, know, you, may, you may hear this and be like, oh my God, how could you not know this? I didn't know it. So what came to my understanding is that when I was trying to fix things, all I was doing was trying to control the situation. I felt like if I could, you know, give them a piece of advice, then that would help them in their situation. And then if they didn't, I'm like, well, you know, okay, that's if that's not what you want to do. Okay, I understand completely. But ultimately, I wanted it my way. I really wanted it. I'm like, well, this is what I think you should do. And I think this will help because of this, 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 and this. And so I would do that multiple times over and over. And so we, you know, we continued on. And when I, when I really got to understand what this was, what this became to me, is I understand that I was having issues with trauma, okay? It was a trigger to me that when I was in these situations, it became a default to me that you know when i was in when i felt something kind of shifting out of the ordinary when i felt something not going my direction when i felt something that i didn't like i felt like well if i can change the situation if i can change the atmosphere then everybody will be will be better and so i continued to do that over and over and over again where to the point that now it became such a pattern for me that it was now well if i can fix it then I know that I'll, everything will be good because that's what exactly was happening as, as a young child, okay? And so, you know, what I had to come to realize that not only was I manipulating the situation, even though it was unbeknownst to me, is ultimately I was trying to control things. And because when those things would happen, I would revert back to because it would trigger me. I didn't know I was being triggered, but it would trigger me to my past experiences, and I had to begin to recognize a couple things. Number one, triggers are teachers showing us what needs to be healed. Okay, I've mentioned that in some of my other podcasts before. Triggers are teachers showing us what needs to be healed. And when people's behavior make us feel a certain way, that's about them. But what we have to do is we have to take responsibility for ourselves. We have to create our own reality that life does happen, that we're very powerful creators and we can, we can take those situations and instead of trying to fix it and control, what we really need to do instead of worrying about everybody else is worry about ourselves in the midst of that. And that's what I wasn't doing. I wasn't concentrating on me. I was concentrating on the person going through it. So instead of when I was a child, instead of trying to be the peacemaker uh, or the peacekeeper within a certain situation, I should have been focused on how I was handling the situation. Because see, I wasn't dealing with the trauma at that time of what was going on. I just didn't want the trauma to exist anymore. So I would try to bring peace in the situation or I would try to fix the situation instead of addressing me and how I was reacting in the situation. And so back to the relationship is when I was going through this relationship is when I would get triggered is ultimately what was happening is if I heard somebody say, you know, something's wrong, I immediately go into the fixing mode. I immediately go into, well, I've got to control this. 
And I honestly had no idea that I was even trying to control anything until just a few months ago. And this is something I've been dealing with for, you know, I'm almost 43 years of age. And so this is something I've been dealing with for a very, very long time to where that became a pattern behavior. And anytime anybody needed help with anything or they were frustrated or if there's something that I did wrong, well, let me fix it. Let me control the situation. Instead of saying, how can I control me in the midst of the situation? And there's a big difference between controlling yourself in the midst of the situation versus controlling the situation. And if we can get to that point of controlling ourselves in the midst of a situation, then we'll better off walk through our own healing and recognize our own triggers. When we can recognize those triggers, then it's, it makes it easier to be able to ultimately control ourselves. So instead of, let's just say, for an example, you get in an argument with somebody, you're in a toxic relationship now, you're, you know, your husband or your wife is very toxic verbally to you, or maybe you're in an abusive relationship, and ultimately is when a fight happens, you are trying to bring peace within the situation. Maybe you walk away at that time. Maybe you really try to sit down and get them to talk to you during that time and try to explain your viewpoints. And ultimately what you're trying to do in that moment in time is control the situation. What we really need to be doing, and I'm speaking to myself, I'm preaching to myself right now, what I really need to be doing, and I'm saying I, okay, is I need to be evaluating myself as how can I act or choose not to react in the midst of the situation instead of trying to control or quote unquote fix the, the situation. When I learn that I can control myself, then I can also create the atmosphere in which I live because I am now creating the atmosphere in what I want to be in. I'm creating the atmosphere within myself. And when I create that healthy atmosphere uh, or revelation within myself, then that's just going to bleed over to other people. The easiest way to get rid of a negative person is be extremely positive, okay? You don't have to make them positive. You don't have to fix them. You don't have to control their negativity. Just be extremely positive. And that's something that I took away that that's what I was ultimately needing to do to create the atmosphere in which I want to be in. Creating the atmosphere in which you want to be in is not control because you're not making anybody else do anything. You're being who you are, but you're shedding light of who you are. That way people can be like, oh, hey, I take notice. I, I, I like that. That's what I want to do. That's how I want to be. That's how I want to act. And so ultimately, I learned that controlling myself was going to get me so much further along than controlling other people. Because at the end of the day, we cannot make people change. We cannot control other people. We can't control their actions. And so... I had to learn how to control myself. When I learned how to control myself, I started learning how to, or in the midst of it, I started learning how to recognize my triggers. When something would happen, that'd be like, let me go straight into fix it mode. I'm like, okay, what just happened? Why did it happen? And how, and who did it happen to? Did it really happen to me? What are the facts versus what are my feelings? What's, what's legit, you know, legitimate and what's just emotions? And so when I started to understand what are my facts in this situation versus what are my emotions, then I was able to say, you know what? They're not saying that to me. They're just saying that out loud. That's not why this started. That's not what they meant. I'm not the cause of it. I'm not the blame of it. 
When you're living in a toxic relationship, when you're living in a toxic environment, we go to a lot of blaming ourselves because we can't control the situation. But you can control the situation by simply controlling yourself, by not blaming, by taking ownership and saying, you know what? This is how I should have been yelling back at my dad or yelling at my girlfriend or my wife or whatever the case is, or I shouldn't have been yelling at my kids. I should have acted this way. My kids did something that triggered me and I lashed out at them. What it should have been is my kids did something to trigger me. I recognized the trigger and I sit down with my kids and say, hey, look, you know, you did this, this, and this, that really bothers daddy, you know, or vice versa, the girlfriend, the boyfriend, whomever you may have, you know, that's significant in your life at this moment. But what I want to encourage you guys today, control yourself, no matter what situation you're in, control yourself, stop trying to fix other people, stop trying to fix uh, other uh, environments where you're manipulating or you're having to be the in charge one or having to map out for things or for people what to do and how to do it, okay? The ultimately, the only person you need to be controlling is controlling your actions on how you treat other people, how you respond to other people, how you act around them, no matter what. Control yourself and you'll watch the, how you're able to create the atmosphere in which you, not everybody else, in which you want to live. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Please, if you're watching the video, go to Instagram, meet Joseph James, reach out to us there. You can also email me at joseph at meetjosephjames.com. Love to be able to hear some feedback from you. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Amazon Music. We'd love to be able to hear some feedback from you guys. We have an up and coming phenomenal year heading our way in regards to our podcast and what we're going to be airing. So thank you all so much. Love y'all. Thank you for listening to the Purpose Through Pain podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to share with a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe through your favorite podcast host so you won't miss a single episode. You're one step closer to finding true freedom and breakthrough.